1: They want to know why and how Locked On Packers today is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. We're going to talk about rookie standout Kamel Martin, who might just be the answer at inside linebacker for the Packers in the short term. And the long term, we're also going to talk about the flexibility they have with Rick Wagner being out and some potential answers if Wagner's injury issues continue. Plus, we learned on Tuesday there would be no home crowds for at least the first two weeks in Minnesota. I don't know why we're doing this two weeks thing. Other teams have done this as well, the Packers, and it just doesn't make sense. If there's not going to be there for the first two weeks or the first month or the f- whatever, I guess they're leaving open the possibility, but I don't know why you don't just say indefinitely. I I guess there's some value in leaving that option open. People are gonna keep their seats maybe a little bit longer. I don't I don't really know what's going on there, but there is certainly an impact for the Packers in terms of playing that week one game at US Bank Stadium without fans. But let's start with Camille Martin because there was a push for the Packers, if they weren't going to take a receiver, or even if they were, that that linebacker be a premium position for this team in the 2020 draft. And that turned out to not be the case. But that is not the same as saying they took no one because they didn't. They took Kamel Martin, linebacker from Minnesota with their fifth round pick. He had been hurt last year. But had displayed some athletic traits, looked like he could be the kind of linebacker who could not only play in coverage but play against the run. He has been one of the standouts, not just of this rookie class, but of any of the players so far in training camp. And don't be surprised if the Packers find a way to get him on the field. In fact, ESPN's Rob Domofsky said precisely that earlier this week because he just keeps making plays and just keeps finding ways to do it in multiple kinds of ways. Downhill for a tackle for loss, getting underneath the pass for a pass breakup, creating a pressure on a blitz. And maybe it's the kind of thing where you go back and you look at what the Packers have done the last few years with Blake Martinez, and on early downs, they played those two linebackers. Someone like B.J. Goodson or Antonio Morrison plays those early down snaps. And then you go to... You know, those those nickel and dime defenses, they're taking a linebacker off the field anyway to put a safety on. Well, maybe instead of Oren Burks in those base formations or those quote-unquote base formations, those early down formations, it's someone like Martin. And then when they go to nickel or they go to dime, and, and that's just your way of getting Martin on the field, those those sub-package formations, you can get Burks on the field, the better coverage player. Had a really nice play yesterday in practice exploding through for a pressure and, and probably a sack. So you can you can use these guys in different ways. They don't have to be pigeonholed. Martin does not appear to be the kind of guy who can only come downhill and thump like Morrison or Goodson and is not the kind of guy like Oren Burks where he can mostly play in coverage, where that's his main strength and he can't do the other thing. Martin looks to be the more well-rounded player. Now, does he have the upside? Does he have the physical tools and those traits? We don't really know yet. We haven't seen him in enough live situations, but he has flashed, and not just in, you know, limited rookie-on-rookie kind of moments. We're talking about team reps against the number one offense where he's taking on real blocks or he's making real plays against, you know, the, the first team offense for the Packers. Martin is showing... A lot so far in camp and it may be the kind of thing we know Matt LaFleur is going to let the best guys play it may be the kind of thing that if he's better than Oran Burks he just has that spot or you know you see early in in week one week two the way that the Packers handled this with Lane Taylor and Elton Jenkins that they're rotating a little bit to me it would make more sense to find a package for him to say okay if you know there is a team like Minnesota or San Francisco where there's going to be a ton of heavy personnel and, and the Packers are going to play three defensive linemen and, and two linebackers on the inside. They're going to play that traditional 3-4 defense. Maybe that's the scenario where you can get Kamel Martin on the field and maybe that's only 10-15% of snaps, but for a rookie linebacker, who's coming off an injury, says the surgically repaired knee feels really good and that's one of the reasons why he's been so bouncy in camp, then the Packers can ease him in while still finding a way to get him on the field. And If he thrives in those reps and or Oren Burks is not great in some of his other sub-package responsibilities, then you have someone who can eat those reps up. What's good news for the Packers overall is they actually have some options. You go back to last year and the year before, you're looking at the roster going, who's going to play? I mean, we know Blake Martinez, but after that, what do they really have? Because Oren Burks got hurt two years in a row. Curtis Bolton got hurt last year after, after flashing. Ty Summers got off to a hot start, then all of a sudden couldn't stop missing tackles. Summers has had some nice plays in camp. Burks has had some nice plays in camp. We haven't even seen Buzzy Bolton because he's still on PUP. The Packers all of a sudden have a group of guys, and maybe none of them are star players. Maybe none of them are even as good as Blake Martinez or as good as B.J. Goodson or or Antonio Morrison. We don't really know because we haven't seen a lot of them in regular season games, in, in real NFL football reps. And we're not going to see them in the exhibition season this year because there isn't one. But the Packers actually have guys with talent. They have guys who look like they can do the thing. Now, the caveat, which I mentioned yesterday, is Oren Burks looked like that guy as a rookie. Came in and was outstanding in coverage, flying around the field, especially in in the passing defense phase. And then he gets hurt. Maybe that set his development back. He gets on the field, looks totally lost, can't find his way back on the field after that. Year two, looks like he's going to be the guy. He's getting all of those inside linebacker snaps next to Lake Martinez. He gets hurt again. It looks like Curtis Bolton is going to take his job. Curtis Bolton gets hurt. Ty Summers becomes more inconsistent, seventh-round pick. And by the time Burks is healthy again, the Packers have decided he's not the answer. And even in some limited snaps, it's been tough. So that faith that the Packers coaches have shown in him in training camp has not translated to the regular season. And and there have been time, you know, Ty Summers last year in, in camp and in the exhibition season flashed, had a lot of great reads, a lot of showed more range than than maybe we thought he had. And yet when it was time to put him in the game, he wasn't in the game. They, you know, make a move for B.J. Goodson who, in fairness, is a veteran player who has actually played real snaps, and you understand the idea there. But this is the group now. And the more we've seen of them, the more we see, okay, there's there's some ability here. And they have some different kinds of, of skill sets. It's not just Orenbergs who can play in coverage. Summers can do it a little bit. Martin can do it a little bit. And Bolton can do it a little bit. It's not just the, the downhill run game because Martin can do that. Summers can do that. Bolton can do that. All of these guys have a diverse game, even if none of them are, you know, that upper-tier talent. There is no Patrick Queen on this roster. There's no Kenneth Murray on this roster, and the Packers made a conscious decision to say, "Yeah, we don't, we don't really care." And and Mike Pettin has made that pretty clear. You know, whatever Blake Martinez said, you know, Mike Pettin was sort of like, you know, Blake said what he said. That it's mostly just a cleanup job. And Mike Patton was like, well, that's not how we teach it. That's just how you played it. And he didn't say that part of it. I'm editorializing. But that was the implication. That it was mostly like, yeah, that's not what we wanted you to do. It was just the only things you were capable of doing. That was the implication. And the good news is this group seems to be, or at least has hinted at, the capabilities to be more than that. And if you want to be more than you are right now in terms of eating healthy, but you don't want to be literally more than you are right now, and you want to eat some delicious food that will help you be healthy, Bilt Bar has got you with six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, just in time for fall. And I know you're saying, look, Peter, maybe you're not saying that, but look, why, if I'm going to eat that, I'm going to get bigger. That doesn't sound healthy at all. Well, that's the great thing about Bilt Bar. They're low calorie. They're low sugar. They're high protein. They're high fiber. And somehow, I don't know how they do it. Whatever magic they use is clearly proprietary because these things are delicious. I'm telling you, they are so tasty right now. They're even giving you some free stuff. Free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BiltBar.com.
2: Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better.
1: So Rick Wagner has not been at practice the last few days and he's dealing with an injury and the Packers offense hasn't really missed a beat because Billy Turner has been the guy at right tackle. And a little while back in meeting with the media, Turner explained that when the Packers signed him, they said, look, you're, you're probably going to play some right tackle for us. Whether that was explicitly going to be if Brian Bulaga you know, gets hurt or whether it was going to be, hey, you're the future at right tackle. You know, he didn't specify necessarily, but the fact that he can do it and has been solid there, I mean, it's not like he's been a turnstile, it's been solid there. You have that opportunity then to slide Lane Taylor over and play right guard, someone who has been a solid left guard in the past. The fact that you got Rick Wagner on a cheap deal, this was something we talked about when they made the signing. If he's healthy, he can be a quality right tackle. If the injuries at the end of last season were the reason that, that his play fell off, then if he's healthy, he can be a good player. The problem is he's had some issues staying healthy lately, and here he is again having some issues staying healthy. But you didn't invest significant money into him being on the field. So if he's hurt to start the year, Billy Turner wins that right tackle job as a result, and now he's your swing tackle, no big deal. No big deal. And clearly, the Packers felt comfortable enough with Turner or Wagner to the point that they were rotating with the ones. They were sharing time before we were verboten to speak of such things. So the fact that they can have that flexibility to start with, I mean, it was a good process. And now we're seeing why. We're seeing the benefits of it because Rick Wagner is hurt. And now you have, if he comes back, and you feel like the line is solidified, and you have Turner and Taylor over there on the right side of the offensive line, that's a solid group because they've played together. They've played real snaps. There's cohesion. They've been in the system. They know the scheme. They know their teammates. There's real value in that stuff, especially along the offensive line, and now you've got a quality swing tackle who, if he needs to play, you know he can. You know, now... You go into the season. Let's say there's an injury, at tackle. Billy Turner gets hurt. You can slide Wagner in there, and it's not that different from what you were already going to go into the season with. It might be the case that's a better group than with Turner and and Wagner because Lane Taylor, you know, yeah, the last time the last time we saw Lane Taylor, I thought he was better than Billy Turner was last year. So maybe the case that a, a Taylor. Wagner right side is better than a Taylor Turner right side. This is a tongue twister. Too many, too many T names. Matt LaFleur is going to let it play out. Matt LaFleur is going to let the best guys win. And this is something that Bob McGinn used to talk about every year. Whenever you think you have too many guys at a position, injuries end up sorting this out. So the Packers have a competition at right tackle. Wagner's hurt. Okay. Billy Turner wins by default. Last year, they had a competition. Lane Taylor, Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins was really pushing hard. What happened? Lane Taylor gets hurt. This is football. Guys are going to get hurt. And you have, you know, there's a lot of competition for that second, third, and fourth receiver jobs. They've got, you know, six, seven guys they feel good about. Last year, what happened? EQ got hurt. And it's probably going to be the case this year someone's going to get hurt. You just hope it's not Devontae Adams. And, and really, Alan Lazard, because those guys have been the most consistent. Obviously, Devontae Adams, clearly the best of that group. And by the way, he and Rodgers have been on absolute fire so far. This was the design when they signed Wagner. They knew. And it was a, a low-cost, high-upside move. If you get him and he's healthy and he can play, then you can put your five best guys out there. And if he's one of them, awesome. If he's not, the contract doesn't hurt you. Now, it would be different if if one of the best five weren't Billy Turner. You know, if Turner had gotten hurt, let's say, and Wagner goes out there, he plays well. Lane Taylor goes out there, he plays well. Well, now what? Now you've got an expensive swing tackle guard sitting on the bench. And you probably don't disrupt that. So you also need to get a little bit lucky with where those injuries happen. Yes, injuries tend to sort things out, but you have to find the right injuries. It has to be the way that helps you when when you have maximal flexibility. Turner getting hurt would have mucked this up a little bit because now you have some expensive issues to deal with. But, you know, Lane Taylor, cheap. Rick Wagner, cheap and can play multiple positions. Lane Taylor can play either guard spot and can play tackle in a pinch. Turner can play either guard spot and not even just tackle in a pinch. He might be the starting right tackle. Rick Wagner can play right tackle. You've got John Runyon Jr., who is is looking like someone who's got some talent, and he's going to be a guard. Maybe he's a center. Maybe he's both. Maybe he can play some tackle in a pinch as well. Offensive line coaches always prize versatility. The Packers have have emphasized it. For years, It's why they've often drafted tackles to play interior spots because it gives you that flexibility. You might have to move Josh Sitton out to play tackle. You might have to move Lane Taylor out to play tackle. You might have to move Elton Jenkins out to play tackle. I think there's a non-zero chance the, the second best offensive tackle on this team is Elton Jenkins. The thing is, the best interior offensive lineman full stop on this team is Elton Jenkins. And so you don't want to take him from that spot as well. You could play an offensive line with Lane Taylor, Billy Turner, and Elton Jenkins at tackle, but you're, that's probably not the best situation for you. Now, the one thing worth adding here, if this injury persists, the Packers have some options, and maybe even if the injury doesn't persist, it's an option worth pursuing. Rob Domofsky tweeted yesterday about this recurring injury, and Jared Valdeer took to Twitter and and threw the phone and the, the strong arm emoji at him as if to say, I'm ready, give me a call. It seems like Valdir and Tremont Williams are the two break in case of emergency calls the Packers can make, and maybe it would be smart to make them anyway. I mean Valdir performed really well in that divisional game, held his own against Shadevian Clowney, and is still, you know, not that old a player. He, the Packers brought him out of retirement, but it's not like he's, you know, 37. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that is a call they eventually make. He doesn't need to be at camp. Jermon Williams doesn't need to be at camp. Especially in a year where you may be rotating bodies more often than you would otherwise because of COVID. You need the most quality players you can possibly have. So... Why not? Why not give Valdir a call? Especially if he's like, hey, I'll come play. I got this. And, you know, he's going to come play for the veteran minimum. What's the drawback? Because it's not like you're preventing some young, talented first-round pick from playing. He's, He's basically saying, hey, I'll come be your swing tackle. Come here. I got it. Call me. I'll play for nothing. I just want a chance at a Super Bowl. I had a lot of fun on the team last year. This was great. I loved having Aaron Rodgers talk about how good I looked and how tall I was. I mean, I mean, I can't I can't blame the guy for that. I don't know why the Packers wouldn't make that move. It's certainly a, an easy move to make. I mean, the difference with someone like Taylor Gabriel is like how much is he really going to move the needle? I mean, we've talked about this too many times. But you put Taylor Gabriel out there, he's taking snaps away from Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's taking snaps away from Equinemius St. Brown. Guys that you want to develop. And if they get you know, the top of their talent level, it's it's probably much better than what Taylor Gabriel could be at this point in his career. That's not the case with Jared Valdir. And it might be with Jamal Williams, by the way. Shannon Sullivan might be, you know, a future Pro Bowl player. And, you know, there's there's some, like Stanford Samuels, this undrafted free agent they got from Florida State, had, had two would-be interceptions yesterday, one he actually made off a of tip. You know, they have some young guys, Kadar Holman, Josh Jackson, they want those guys to get the reps. And so maybe at the end of the year, okay, now we know we have Tremont Williams come in. You're, you're going to play or you're going to be our breaking case emergency guy. I mean, that that's a reasonable way to do it. I just don't know why you wouldn't, especially in a season like this. And speaking of ways to protect yourself in this time, you don't have to go and pick up food. You don't have to go to the grocery store if you don't want to because DoorDash will bring you your favorite foods at home. You want Chinese, you want pizza, you want your your favorite shop down the street, DoorDash can bring it to you. Continue to support the restaurants in your community and do it safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. You've counted on restaurants. Now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, They're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door. You don't need to go. You don't need to get up. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Of course, you also have to pay for it. 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, which means your local favorites as well as your favorite chain restaurants are probably on DoorDash, right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code locked on. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store
0: and enter promo code locked on. David Harrison here of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer want organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power-packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit Dave'sKillerBread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store.
1: We found out Tuesday that Minnesota Vikings are not going to have vans at their first two home games. That, of course, includes the opener against the Green Bay Packers. There will apparently be league-approved crowd noise so that it's not a totally empty-sounding stadium, um, which is really the same as it's always been in some ways because the Vikings have always pumped in crowd noise, and that goes back to the the Hubert H. Humphrey Dome, what Packer fans have often referred to as the Humphy-Dumphy Dome. Now it'll just be league-approved. It wasn't necessarily before. Um, And, of course, that matters. Of course, that matters. Because going into Minnesota has always been something that other teams, not just the Packers, but opponents, have struggled with because it gets so loud. And not having that advantage is a big deal for the Vikings. And here's the biggest reason why. When you have a secondary that is full of young players... You need the advantage of the offense not having the ability to communicate. You need the advantage of the offensive line to not be able to get every call that they need to make against the defense. They need that pass rush to make the quarterback uneasy in the pocket, to make it harder for him to know what's going on because you have to protect that secondary. If you don't have the noise, Aaron Rodgers can go out there and hard count you They can go out and make every check and every call that they need to make. They can set protections. They can identify blitzes. They don't have to go to silent counts. They can just play. And then it's best man wins. For the Packers, that is an advantage loss for the Vikings, which clearly an advantage gained for Green Bay. So when you look at this team now, you have an offense that is catching its stride a little bit in camp has looked sharp. Daniel Hunter for the Vikings missed a couple days. We were told it was nothing, but it looks like more than nothing right now with an injury. Said it was a tweak. Seems like more than a tweak. Could affect his status for week one. We'll see. Something to monitor. Because if you don't have Daniel Hunter and you have this rookie secondary, who is rush who how are you playing pass defense? Forget who who is rushing the passer. How are you playing pass defense? Because what what do you have? They're relying on Hunter to do so much to make up for that secondary. Now you lose the noise and you lose Hunter? It's going to be barbecue chicken at U.S. Bank Stadium. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Keep you posted on everything going on with training camp, the latest news around the league, of course. For all of that, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.